0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match, up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to propswap.com or download the prop swap app, we're also brought to you by Stable StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to stableduel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGP app for all our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody. To the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, joining you from the freezing cold northeastern coastline of England. I'm in Newcastle upon Tyne. From somewhere about four and a half thousand miles away uh, is our MLB, NBA, uh, PGA, MMA, um, ADHD, or any letters you like (laughs) expert. Uh, Mr. Moonaf Manji, Moonaf, how are you?
1: Definitely not MMA. I'm gonna leave that to uh, Dan, do that to Daniel, and our my good friend Jeff Fox over there. So if you haven't checked out those guys and MMA, check them out. But uh, busy times, Malcolm. It's uh, you're right. NBA is winding down. We're getting ready for MLB's. All sorts of stories and trades and rumors and stuff coming out from NFL. So it's uh, always a great time to be alive. You know, the industry that we're in, it's a 365 day a year thing. We don't get days off here unless we take it off.
0: Yeah, you do. And even, I'll tell you what, we're stuck as for punishment as well, because even when you get a little bit of downtime, um, especially the boys and girls over at SGPN will find something else to get involved in. <laughs> yes. uh, there's, there's USFL going on. Um, I was entering competitions over on the Golf Gambling podcast. Uh, if you do listen to the Golf Gambling podcast and you're a DFS player, uh, go across to their Twitter page. Yes, and they've got a, a little DFS tournament for the Masters, a free roll um, with some great prizes. I've got my eye on that driver, Moonaf. That could uh, that could revolutionise my game this time next year. I could be competing if I win that. Um, yeah. So yeah, all sorts of things going on. Um, and we are uh, now one week this time next week, Moonaf. Mm-hmm. We will be watching baseball.
1: We will be. We are exactly a week away from opening day. So excited, Malcolm. So excited. Uh, But we still have some work to do. We still have two more divisions to cover. And then uh, I know we'll do a big mega show with uh, our season-long prop bets and our awards and all that fun stuff. So uh, definitely looking forward to it, man.
0: Yeah, you're right. This is preview episode number five of six uh, and over the next half an hour, 40 minutes or so, we're going to tackle the NL East Moon half, um, which is a really interesting division. It's not one of those that's got a really chalky uh, minus 200 favourite or what have you. Um, I'll take you through the uh, through the bookies lines now from top to bottom. Um, we've got the New York Mets at the top, who are at plus 225, sorry, plus 125. And, um, the Atlanta Braves are next in at plus one thirty-five. Um, so nothing in it really—a tenth of a point uh, between the Mets and your world champions, the uh, Atlanta Braves. Uh, the Phillies are at plus five hundred. The Miami Marlins are at sixteen to one, and the Washington Nationals at forty to one. Um, normally we've been ch- we've been starting with the uh, with the favourites for the division. But I think we've got to start with the World Series champs Moonaf. off. A little bit of respect in the tip of the cap. Um, we'll go through the Atlanta Braves first. Um, projection of 92, mm-hmm. a win bet line of 90.5. So a game and a half in that. Um, the Atlanta Braves moving off, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I, I want to pose this question to you first before we dive into the Braves. I think this was the one division where I was absolutely struggling to find... I guess a winner and maybe if that's a, like a, like a lack of a better way to put it, because I think there are three legitimate teams here uh, that can win this division. And I know we're starting here with the Atlanta Braves, but were you kind of struggling with this? Because between the Mets, the Braves and the Phillies, and we talked about this a lot last season, Malcolm, that this race literally came down to like the final two weeks of the, of the regular season and who was going to win this division. But for me, it's like they, they, uh, for the, for the Braves. And I know we're going to start there, but uh, were you struggling with this division or was it just me?
0: No, you're absolutely right. The, um, the books tell you the story. Those lines tell you the story. This, this, and the AL East, the division that we have still the preview the Mm -hmm. two divisions where you could throw a blanket over the top four. Um, and I think that's the difference is that you have, um, four competitive teams. Okay. The Marlins falls in at 16 to one, maybe not so much. Um, But you've got a division where the World Series champions aren't the favourites to go and win that division next year. Um, Mm -hmm. So in itself, uh, that tells you exactly where we are. Uh, The New York Mets were in a similar position last year, failed to convert. Mm -hmm. They led the um, division for around about 114 days. I think Mm -hmm. they set a record for a team leading the division uh, for that many days and then not winning it because they absolutely fell off a cliff uh, as we moved into um, September last year and let Atlanta go past them. And Atlanta did it fairly comfortably in the end and then had a lovely run through the playoffs. And then there, uh, Philadelphia, who weren't far away. In fact, it was probably even in September last year, enough, that, um, you were still buying tickets on Philly. Um, yeah. So they've, they've added uh, bits and bobs as well. So it's certainly a three-way go if not a four-way goal with an up-and-coming Miami Marlins team. So yeah, it's absolutely wide open. Uh, this is why we're here Moon. off. People don't need us to tell them the Dodgers and the White Sox <laughs> are going to win the division. They yeah. need us to work this out for them.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, I had bought tickets even in September on the Braves and the uh, both the Phillies. I was just out on the Mets. I know you were a little bit higher on the Mets last season, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, it came out a little bit profitable for me with the, with the Phillies. Uh, I'm sorry, with the... Uh, uh, the Braves, but yeah, let's just dive right into the Braves here. Malcolm, obviously the defending champions, uh, this team is very intriguing, right? Because they obviously they lost uh, Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers. He went over there to his hometown, signed with them in LA. The, the, the two things kind of going back to last season, Malcolm was that they didn't have one of their best pitchers. If their best pitcher, Mike Soroka, who was dealing with a, a Achilles injury, um, I think that he was on his way to come back, but then I think he re-aggravated it. And he's yeah. again not he's not gonna be back till uh what from what I read today, probably not till the second half of the season. So probably expecting him after all star break um for him. Um and then obviously Ronald Acuna Jr. with his injury, uh they're expecting him back to be back in May or sometime that first week of May or mid-May for them. So I guess that's a pretty good starting point for the Braves here, but You know, they brought in Matt Olsen to kind of replace Freddie Freeman at that first base. I think that's a very capable, very serviceable guy, one of the stars that was there for the Oakland A's. Big pickup for the Braves there to kind of replace Freddie Freeman on a cheaper deal. And then um, we saw Charlie Morton last year in the World Series. I think he broke his leg or something on a comeback. But from what I read, I don't know if you read anything different than I did, but I think he should be ready for opening day. Or at I least I believe for the he's, opening yeah,
0: week. He's, he's slated to take the uh, second start of the season for them.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, and then kind of getting into the pitching, right? Last season, the whole thing was their bullpen. You know, I think we talked about this with Johnny a lot, too, his good buddy Tyler Matsik, who him, AJ Minter, and Will Smith were the kind of that three headed monster for them in the bullpen. Uh, Charlie Morton last season had a great, uh, great campaign from that. He's just been a big, big game pitcher. Um, and then we talk about um, Max Freed, right? He was the ace for them last season. So yeah, I, I think that the, the key for me for this pitching staff really is the, the Ian Anderson. Let me start there because I think this back end of the bullpen until they get Mike Soroka back and we don't know how effective he's going to be. The the top three guys between Max Free, Charlie Morton, and Ian Anderson are going to be solid, solid. But that those four or five guys really make me nervous for this team. And I kind of want to get your thoughts on this rotation. You know, kind of before we get into the uh, the hitting of this team.
0: Um, funnily enough, Moonaf, I wrote down a very similar thing. I wrote, "They, they, they look like they're going with a six man rotation, possibly to start the the season." Um, but I wrote the key to this rotation. The two young players, uh, both 23 years old, who were down at SP3 and SP4, which are Ian Anderson and Huaskar uh, Inoa? Well,
1: yeah,
0: Inoa was great last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was doing all kinds of good things on the bump until he punched the wall in frustration Yeah, and knocked himself out for the rest of the season. Ian Anderson was great also. Ian Anderson did some good things for us in the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, won us some money. So if those two could hold down uh, that sort of middle to the back end of the ro- rotation I love Charlie Morton um, I love Max Freed um, and then the other two Kyle Wright and Tucker Davidson they had these names Ian Anderson Wright Davidson and there was a picture we talked about the other night another Kyle who's maybe gone to Pittsburgh or somewhere there was, there was kind of four of them who were all in the frame um, yeah. so yeah I, I love the rotation they have added to this bullpen um, Kenley yes. Jansen yeah. they've got four new faces in there um, actually but the two, the two big ones are Kenley Jansen it was a bona fide uh closer, he damaged my Will Smith shares uh for saves. Who, who had taken Will Smith in a few leagues. Uh, Canley Jansen has come in and usurped him for that job. Um, so yeah, uh, genuine, I would say maybe not quite an elite closer, but a top level closer. And then Colin McHugh, the other one, uh, veteran, uh, cresting 35 years of age now. Uh, but they brought Colin McHugh in as well. Um, and he, he's projected to do good things. So yeah, um, I really, you know, I do like. I do like what um Atlanta have got to offer. I love the lineup. Like you say Acuña'll be back pretty quick. I mean he's yeah. a young guy, he's quite a dynamic guy. You expect him to get back maybe even sooner than projections just because of what you know of him. They've got a lot of power in this lineup, moon. I think they're going to hit a lot of home runs. Um Matt Olson um is projected to hit 42, Austin Riley wow. 34, and then um Adam Duvall who's hitting 7 uh, is projected to hit 33 bombs. Uh, so a lot of power in there and then like you say they get to bring in um, Ronald Acuna uh, to add that. So yeah, you can't you can not not like the Braves. Um, they won it all last year. They haven't, they've lost, I mean, a, a generational player really in mm-hmm. Freddie Freeman but they've got a fairly similar level of replacement. Um, and remember, Acuna missed pretty much the back half of that season for them. Yeah. So they did that without Acuna. So you could, if you want to claim you're adding him back in uh, to what they've done then yeah, by all means. But, uh, the protect the projection and the line are too close together for me. I will be looking elsewhere uh, for a pick for this division, um, but they're right there. And it's going to be, it's going to be a photo finish um, come the end of the season for Atlanta.
1: Yeah. I mean, kind of going back to this lineup, you, you pretty much returned uh, most of the guys that were part of that world sh- or a world series championship run for this Braves team. You're adding uh uh, Ronald Cunha Jr. back into that fold. Um, obviously, with the loss of medals, Ol- uh, sorry, Freddie Freeman. Olsen uh, comes in. I think, like I talked about, he's going to be a great, capable uh, replacement for Freddie Freeman. And then you know, guys like Austin Riley, Adam Duvall, um, Marcelo Zuna, who was you know had some personal trouble last season. Uh, Eddie Rosario. They got back a, a, a guy that you were high on, uh, or you know we talked about a lot in the postseason was uh Travis D- uh, Darno.
0: Yeah, they missed, they missed missed a huge portion of the season. Yeah, um, and then landed us some nice home run props uh, in in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and then Dansy Swanson, who was also a, a very key for them in, in their World Series run. So, you know, the continuity is still there. You have a few new faces, but I think majority, uh, it's almost. Uh, addition by addition that kind of makes sense with you getting guys back from uh, injuries and things like that. So no, I, I know we talk talked about the wintos and things like that, but uh, you know, I, I think the theme for me and my, myself for this division, when I was kind of going through it is I, I just feel like these top three teams, and even I think the Marlins have improved, we'll get to them in a, in a later on, but it just kind of feels like they're just going to beat up on, on top of each other, kind of like last season and I don't think any of those top three teams win over their win projection yes, or last from last season because the Atlanta Braves won 88 games last season to win this division and then go on to world, win the World Championship. I kind of feel like it's going to be that same, same thing this year. I don't know how you feel, but I just kind of feel like I have to kind of take the under on this team. Yeah, that number
0: seems just about right um, because of how competitive it is. And they're all going to take games off each other like you yeah. say, even down as far as the fourth place Marlins. Um, so the projection of ninety-two seems a little bit high. Uh, maybe probably the line of ninety and a half is about right. So yeah, I'd be I'd be cheered on the under eighty-nine or ninety, but not enough uh, for me to to want to bet on it. But uh, yeah, yeah. So in that range, then the part of the reason and um, why it is a a, a coin toss really um, is the New York Mets who have yeah. also a win bet line of 90 and a half. So win are unable to split them. Uh, they've got a projection uh, of 90 wins and are favourites to win the division. So they're plus 125 and the Braves are plus 135. So like I say, a tenth mm-hmm. of a point uh, in it. Um, what do you think of uh, New York, Rudolph? We've been, I was high on them last year again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is it is it the same... The same issues the Mets are going to have, or does this time look and feel different to you? Because it looks and feels a little bit different to me, or am I just being a sucker again?
1: No, it obviously does feel uh, a lot different. And I think, you know, you start right there with the pitching. I I think without any argument, I'm sure you agree with this, the best one-two punch in all of baseball with their top two rotation guys with Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer barring health, right? DeGrom missed sometime last season, he looked like he was going to repeat the or, or get Cy Young before he got injured again. But he seems to be ready. You add Max Scherzer, who's been a multiple Cy Young winner. Those two guys at the top of your rotation, this uh, is the best in baseball. And then they went out and got Chris Bassett, which I think is absolutely fantastic for the team as your number three guy. Because last season, I think we talked about him at Volumes when we were you know making our picks. Chris Bassett came up a lot like Tarek Skubal and, and like um, Casey Mize. Also, he was another player that we talked about a lot. And for them to go out and get him from the Oakland A's, Adam as your number three guy. And then you have Walker started off great, kind of faltered a little bit towards the end of the season, but for him to kind of be in that four spot, I think that's a good spot for him. And then Carlos Carrasco, I believe is their fifth starter um, for the New York Mets. So I think up and down this, 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 Rotation of of the starting rotation, this pitching rotation, probably the best in the league. Um, right up there with the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, we could talk about a couple of other teams like the White Sox of of last season. They're right up there as far as the rotation. Um, the bullpen, you know, you have Edwin Diaz who who's had great moments throughout his career over the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, he's going to be a guy that can probably go out and get you forty saves in the season. You have Seth Lugo there. You add, uh, added Adam out of the out of out of out of vino. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he, he's a good middle of the reliever guy for you. So the pitching's going to be great. Malcolm, the biggest question was last season was the hitting for the Mets, right? And I think that was your downfall from last season. But I guess before we get to the hitting, we'll, we'll get your thoughts on the pitching for this Mets team.
0: Yeah, I think it is the best rotation uh, in baseball. I, mean, I think you're absolutely right. Um no need to add anything to DeGrom and Scherzer, but I do like uh, Tyron Walker. Chris Bassett's a great signing. And I think Carlos Carrasco can, uh, in his second season, back from injury. Um, and also in SP6 um, is Tyler McGill, uh, yeah. who we name-checked quite a few times next season. So mm-hmm. um, if they do need a six starter or they need to cover some injuries, then I think they've got Tyler McGill. And even Seth Lugo um, has fancied himself as a starter on occasions. He can stretch him out to... Uh, a three or four inning roll, maybe, maybe a, a back roll. And I love Edward Diaz. Absolutely love Edward Diaz. Um, the line up, we've got a few new faces in there as well. Good signings as well. These, um, Stalin, Marty, um, huge. who absolutely huge. Yeah. He, yeah. he bounced around a couple of teams last year, uh, but never dipped his performance at all. Um, he was a stolen base menace last year. Um, Projected for 31 this year. I'm just not sure how much um, the Mets will run. It's been a long time since uh, we've seen a book show, while the team on the base paths. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens there. But yeah, uh, expecting good things from Francisco, Lindor, uh, Peter Alonso, the Polar Bay, uh, Hit and Cleanup. Um, mm. The other new faces in there are Eduardo Escobar, um, who is scheduled to hit six, and then Mark Kanner further down, yeah. uh, who's a real glue guy. Uh, So expecting good things from him as well. I still like bits of the bench. J.D. Davis and Dom Smith uh, Mm. are still highly thought of. So yeah, absolutely absolutely in on this Mets team. There's been a lot of positive clubhouse noise coming out. Now, that's one of those bingo card things you can talk about in spring training, like so-and-so is in the best shape of his life, etc. So it is a bit of a cliche, but Mm. as we said at the top of this little section, something does feel a little bit different about Uh, what the Mets are doing and you bring someone like Max Scherzer in that just that will lift the levels of everybody around Uh, you've even seen when DeGrom has been on the mound um, him having communication with the Scherzer in the dugout and that just lifts the levels of everything that we're doing I think the new owners have also lifted the levels and lifted the expectation around the team Um, so yeah it feels a little bit more of a uh, of a cast iron New York Mets this time around
1: yeah, and I think that you hit the nail on the head there that the the ownership has brought in a new GM this offseason. They brought in a new manager, a, a well-respected guy, Buck Showalter, to come, come in and manage this team. Um, and then you add the veterans, like you talked about with Max Scherzer and, and Jacob deGrom, and this lineup. I, I think the one guy that we really need to look out for and to possibly have a breakout season as far as batting and really turn that corner is Francisco Lindor, because last season he's he was kind of subpar for this team and for the amount of money that they're paying this guy, it's time for him to, you know, live up to that contract. You know, I, I think that he's had a pretty good off, uh, sorry, the spring training here. I think that's one guy I'm looking for in this lineup to really kind of carry them, whether it's uh, hitting for average or even hitting the home runs for this team. And he's kind of slotted to be in that third hole, um, right in front of either Brent, uh, Brandon Nimmo, and then, uh, kind of protecting uh, Pete Alonso there. So, um, up and down this lineup, you mentioned in Mark Canna, Dom Smith, Eduardo Escobar. I think those are our great names um, that could provide protection at the bottom of that lineup. But, um, yeah, I think that this is a time where the ownership is all in. Um, you know, we've seen that with the amount of money that they've spent on this team uh, with the hiring of Buck, Buck Showalter. So, for me, I, I, I kind of want to run through some of the batting stats from last season was – they struggled in the national league, and, and these are just numbers that I pulled from national league. Uh, the, the 15 teams in the national league, right? They were 10th in batting average, they were dead last in hits, 13 in doubles, 12th in home runs, slugging and OPS, all ranked 12. So that's where I need to see the improvement from this Mets team. I think they brought in those guys starting right at the top, like you mentioned, with starting Marte. So, um, starting Marte Francisco Lindor the two kind of guys I'm looking for in the starting line or in this uh batting lineup, everyday guys to kind of you know put them into a top five, top three type of offense, at least in the National League. And I think that's where the that improvement we uh, we really need to see from this Mets team.
0: Yeah, I don't know if the numbers, but off the top of my head from from watching them, um, with runners in scoring position, they could just not bring anybody home. It was so yeah. frustrating last year, yeah. uh, watching them at various points. Um, so yeah, and ex- the, the exact same line uh, with WinBet ninety and a half, and a half, same as the Atlanta Braves, um, you dipped a little bit under on the Braves. Um, does that lead you to the same thing about the Mets, moon not just the competitiveness
1: of the division? Yeah, I think so. you, you, you probably have to lean with the under as well on this uh, team. And it, look, the talent is there, Malcolm. And I, and I think, again, we talked about this on some of the other previews that we did is that, we always get the updated number from books as as the season kind of uh, progresses, right? You get those updated division title odds, you get the updated win total number. Um, We know how great this pitching is. I need to see this offense kind of, you know, come into its own with them with the names that they do have. But for me, I think this is going to be where, the Braves finish up with another 88 wins, you know, maybe the Mets win this division with 89 wins. And then you have the Phillies who are probably around there with 88, 87 wins as well. I know we'll talk about the Phillies here in a second, but I, I, I just, there's, there's not one team that kind of sticks out to me here that is kind of putting their neck out uh, for me to win this division. And like you said, the, uh, the odds are kind of reflecting that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Again, the number for me is right, and I, I'm going to be taking my over/under for this division elsewhere. <clears throat> um, but I do like the Mets; I'm in on them. Um, I was in on them last year, and it, that almost that that draws me back in the fact that they're a little bit better uh, this year. And I, and I I am falling for it. We talked yesterday about me falling for the LA Angels uh, yeah. and not making the same mistake. I'm gonna I'm gonna make the exact same mistake, Munaf. <laughs> I haven't learned a thing, uh, and I'll be putting the Mets up. Uh, is my division winner later on. Um, if you're looking for a Las Vegas-style casino uh, in the palm of your hand, look no further than Winbet, the premier online casino from the five-star Win Resorts properties. From classic table games to all the best slots and jackpots, Winbet is everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first match up to $1,000. Winbet win hour from 2pm to 3pm Pacific. Better prices on select games, anyone who has the Winbet app is alerted right on the hour. If you bet 500 or more on college basketball Thursday through Sunday, you'll be entered in a competition to win a two-night stay at the Win Las Vegas. Example, if you bet 1,100 bucks on the men's college basketball tournament, you're eligible for two entries into the prize draw. There's all to choose from. All you have to do is download the Winbet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, next moon after. Philadelphia Phillies. One of the more intriguing teams that we talked about uh, in this little run of episodes that we've done. Um, Plus 500 um, to win this division. Um, a projected win of 89. So right there, one below the Mets, three below the Braves. And we've got a win bet line here of 85 and a half. So you've got a little discrepancy on there. Um, researching this, Moon, off over the last couple of days, uh, Philadelphia are uh, intriguing uh, an interesting proposition. What say you?
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about the top, this whole, whole division is intriguing, right? And uh, really the, is. Yeah. For the Phillies, um, again, they have another great one, two punch at the top of their rotation with Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler last season. Uh, Zach Wheeler, I think was one of the finalists for the Cy Young award. Um, you know, if he's able to kind of get close to that again, I think they're going to be in great shape. The one uh player in this rotation that I'm kind of looking to kind of get back to form maybe last year was just an anomaly for him was Aaron Nola. Um, he finished the season, Nine and nine with an ERA of 4.63, a whip of 1.13. So, you know, we've seen Aaron Nola be in the conversation of Cy Young. Um, maybe, you know, maybe last season there was something that was going on with his mechanics or his head wasn't quite there. But Nola was one of the worst pitchers last season with a two strike count. He allowed 82 hits, tied uh, for most in the league for in that category. He gave up 12 home runs in two strike counts, and I think. If Aaron Ola, and I, I believe that he will find a swarm again this season, I think that they're going to be okay. So I'm not too worried about that. Another uh, player that we talked about last season a lot was Ranger Suarez. Uh, Malcolm, he was a bright spot for the Phillies last season, finished eight and five with a 1.36 ERA, a 1.00 whip. So, you know, if Wheeler is going to be close to the Cy Young, you know, performance he had last season, Aaron Ola is having a, it has some positive regression. And if Suarez can, you know, be the guy that he can be, I think Phillies fans have something to be excited about with those three top top three guys, at least in their rotation.
0: Yeah, the, the, uh, the whole thing's pretty intriguing. Um, the, the two guys that you mentioned there, Nola and Wheeler, um, obviously you, you need, they're not Scherzer and DeGrom, uh, right. but you need them to be able to stay competitive. Ranger Suarez uh, was excellent last year, again predicted this year for ERE of sub four. Yeah. yeah. which is absolutely fine. Um, they've added some big bats. Uh Kyle Schwaber, yes, uh signed as a free agent from Boston. Now uh he went on that absolutely mad tear last year. Mm. Um was that yeah. with Boston or was it with Washington?
1: Uh um, I think it was with Washington.
0: Yeah, he hit like a hundred home runs in a fortnight. Um, absolutely nuts. Um they have got uh, Nick Castellanos coming yep. again. Another, another, uh, a lot of power here. Again, we talked about the Atlanta yeah. Braves and their home run numbers. Um, you've got Schwarber, Real Muto, Bryce Harper, Castellanos and Reese Hoskins. Um, four of those five are uh, projected to hit 34 plus in terms of bombs. There's a lot of batting average in there as well. Um, they're currently third baseman is uh, a lad called Bryson Stott. 24-year-old uh, yeah. rookie. Uh and Philly's Twitter has been all over him uh at the moment. did uh, Alec Bohm got a lot of run there last year. Did okay, um, not great defensively. So be interesting to see what Bryson Stott does. Uh and then they brought in some bullpen pieces as well because we laughed a lot at their bullpen last year. Yeah. Uh quite a few times on the podcast they turned up uh as, as the butt of our jokes. Um, five new faces in there the uh, headliner being Corey Knable yeah. um, who was with the Dodgers last year he will be their bona fide closer uh, Juris familiar, uh, who will be familiar Ooh, to uh, New York Mets fans <laughs> uh, shut up Munaf. Uh Brad Hand <laughs> <joke>. uh, Brad <laughs> <laughs> Brad Hand David. I'm here all week Uh so yeah, the, the hopefully that bullpen and actually the um, name I re- I did write down was Sir Anthony Dominguez. A, it's a great name. Uh, and B, um, a couple of years ago was looking to do real really good things, and he's still he's still only twenty seven. But um, yeah, getting back from injury, and I do like Sir Anthony Dominguez. So yeah, all over uh, all over the place. Um, the uh, the Phillies, they're, they're a bit of a sleeper for me. Uh, not much of. Uh, a swing is required uh to put them on pace this looks like a division where at various points in the season i think you could get plus 300 tickets on all three of these teams that we just talked about yeah. uh, after the first month you might be able to get the Braves at plus 300 um, midway through june you might get the Mets and then you might get the phillies now uh, yeah. at plus 500 you could end up with there uh, you could end up with positive numbers all over the place here yeah? uh this is going to be a twisty turny thing Moonas.
1: Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't get to talk about the four and five guys in the rotation. They're starting rotation. Zach Eflin was a guy that uh, I know we talked about a lot last season. Kyle Gibson last season when he was with the Rangers was having a fantastic season before he got traded to the Phillies. So up and down, this rotation does look really good on paper after, you know, the wheelers, Suarez and Nola. And if those four and five guys are really able to live up to the potential that they have been over the past, past couple of seasons, especially Zach Eflin. I think that they're going to be in good shape and you with the nail on the head about their bullpen last season, you know, we made fun of it a lot, uh, but they brought in some guys, you know, Corey can um, you know, Brad Hand. I'm, I'm going to ask Johnny, Johnny about that because he was, he was tweeting about Brad and I believe uh, earlier this week about in spring training, but um, yeah, again, another team in this NL East that, has a lot of talent, a lot of potential. And again, it's going to have to be going out and seeing it. But uh, I think I'm higher on the Phillies than probably most of the market is.
0: Yeah, so that 85.5 then,
1: Munaf, um is uh, over for you, yeah? Is that what you're telling me? I, yeah, I will slightly lean towards the over. I, I think the better bet, just because from a value standpoint, might just be that 5-1 to one on the Phillies. I know a lot of people are high on the Mets because you just said that you know, throughout the season, we might be able to get plus three hundred prices on, you know, the Mets or the Braves midway through the season, or even in the second half of the second half of the season. I'm sorry, but um, at five to one, from a pure value standpoint, I think that you may want to put a couple bucks on that right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely, fascinating proposition. Uh, next down the list, Moon for a team that are not out of it either. Um, again, I've got a projected. Uh, win total of 82 for the Miami Marlins, uh, which is, again, a, a handful, a handful of games um, in behind the Braves, the Mets and the Phillies. We've got a win bet line of 76 and a half. That was a great big alarm bell going off, being off when I read that. That's right in our uh, invent diagram of things that we want to bet on. Um, the 16 to one to win the division. Uh, I like the Marlins last year. it's I think we took uh, halfway through the season when we did our halftime pod, um I sort of tipped the Marlins up at something like 30 to want to make a bit of a run at the division because I did think they had a lot of upside left in them. Um, yeah. Obviously, I was miles away and that didn't happen. But my, my reasoning hasn't changed an awful lot and I think that upside's still there. Um Going down the line-up, the uh, two new additions, um, are Hoagie Soleil. Um yeah. Who is a big name? Uh, mm-hmm. came across from from Atlanta, He's, he will back to um, mid 30s home run potential. And then your, your cleanup hitter is Avicel Garcia, yeah. Um, who again bounced around a couple of teams last year, ended up with Milwaukee. Um, and is a rock solid, a rock solid uh hitter in there as well. We've got some uh interesting sort of new faces in there as well. Jesus Sanchez, um. Is just a young guy who plays centre field and will bat five. And then Jazz Chisholm, who's been a little bit of a fantasy darling slash enigma. Uh, he's a big stolen base guy, um, but he hits with a little bit of power, and he, he's going to lead off. So yeah, fairly fascinating um, rotation. But where this team are going to be strong, if they are for the next five years, um, is top to bottom in the with the starting pitching. Yeah, uh, you've got five pitchers there. And any one of them, uh, or indeed all of them, uh, could be top class. Sandy Alcantara, uh, Pablo Lopez, Trevor Rogers, Alicia Hernandez, and Jesus Lizardo. Um, mm-hmm. That's a decent five. And the ages, 26, 26, 24, 26, 24. So five young guys, um, three with projected ERAs uh, in the mid-threes. Yeah. Uh, absolutely outstanding. Uh, we haven't seen that looking up and down the... The, the rotations of other teams, uh, the other two perfectly capable. So yeah. Uh, what do you think of this Miami team, uh, Munaf? Cause I'm fascinated by them.
1: Yeah. This team is going to be sneaky. I, I think, and I think the odds are kind of, or the window is kind of reflecting that because um, last season, they were number one, one of the better bullpens in the league. I think they were top 10. And then you just talked about the starting rotation for this team. It, it's, it's solid, right? Those top three guys they're able to hang on to those top three guys, and you know they're gonna give fits to to, to to the teams in the NL East. Um, but they're also gonna give fits to the other teams that they face outside of the division as well. And, and I think that if you're a Marlins fan, something to be excited about, right? And again, let's not forget that they have still have six uh sixto Sanchez that is another prospect for this team, but he's already facing some injury concerns over the last Last season, I think coming into this season as well, he's just having some issues with his elbow and his shoulder. But when you talk about Trevor Rogers, you talk about uh, Pablo Lopez. I think we were, I was backing him a lot when he was pitching last season, and Sandy yeah. Alcantara. Um, it's it's pretty solid. Jesus Lazardo, we talked about a lot. I think it was fade. I was fading him a lot last season, but. You know, coming into an organization that's young, um, their pitching coaches have done a fantastic job. Like we talked about, the bullpen that was pretty solid for them last year. The concern is that the the lineup, right? But you you talked about the names that they added into this uh, into this lineup with Jorge Soler, who was absolutely dynamite for the Braves last season. They, let's not forget they also added Joey Wendell from the Rays he's a he's a a real professional hitter he's a good clubhouse guy to have in that uh ball in that uh clubhouse so this team it's it has a lot of potential has a lot of talent but for them the problem is that they are in the nl east where you have three teams above you that are um uh, which are right now better than you as far as pitching rotation and, and things like that but you know, don't be surprised if this team is knocking on the door for a, a wild card spot. I mean, let's not forget, it. It, it, even though it was a shortened season, Malcolm, in 2020, they did get into the playoffs. I think a lot of people have forgotten about that.
0: I had them at 500 to one, Moon. I didn't forget about it. Um, <laughs> I think I had three pounds on them at 500 to one. I remember being on a podcast with Sean and Ryan talking about it. Um, and they won the first game. I think they got through the, there was a little one game. Uh, mini series, wasn't it? They got through there. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was mildly excited for a night or two. The thing about this five man rotation, to me, of you get the impression that they'll either improve as a group or decline as a group. They're all the same age, right. like give or take a couple of months between yeah. them. So they'll all be doing similar things uh, with the coaches. You know, they're not going to be, you haven't got your Max Scherzer uh, down to a, down to a, a triple A rookie coming up. These five guys can come together. And if they improve as a group, that's going to, that could get them to 85 wins. Yeah. Um, obviously there's not much depth after that. You are saying hopefully six store, it was my tip for rookie of the year uh, last year, which is mm. why he never got on the mound. Um, <laughs> hopefully six store can get back as well. So there's a six guy who fits exactly into that mold as well. Mm. Uh Giving them six guys that can go forwards or backwards as a group. Um so um the seventy-six and a half then, Moonaf, with a prediction of eighty-two, to a five and a half game swing, uh leaning towards the over. And for me, that is an absolute uh lock. That's one of our one of our best bets um of this series of podcasts, Moonaf, is this Miami Marlin's over for me.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I'm going to agree with you there. At 76 and a half, I think this team can knock on the door of 80 wins, probably play 500 baske- oh, basketball, 500 baseball. Um, it's just where, you know, you know me, I talk a lot about pitching. And I think when though you have those three guys and the bats that you added um, into this uh, batting lineup, I think that may, you know, just translate to them getting above uh, 76 and a half and knocking on the door of 80 wins. So I 100% agree with you about the Marlins.
0: Tell you what, I'm going to set you a 30-second challenger. I'm going to do this ad read. You can find us some odds on the Phillies and the Marlins to make the playoffs. Uh, We've got some expanded playoffs, and I know yesterday uh, we looked at some two-to-one about, I can't remember which team, uh, maybe the Mariners, I think, was it you took um, to make the playoffs? Yeah, Mariners. Um, Yeah, so you find us those odds on the Phillies and the Marlins. While I tell the good people at home all about stable duel as there are never enough things to gamble on. Uh, and one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Um, the best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Dew, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 with one entry. If you don't know anything about horses, don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly. It tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. We'll see you in the winner circle. Play, race, win. StableDuel.com Um and now we'll head back live to Mr. Munaf Manji, um, who was about to tell us uh, what odds the Phillies and the Marlins are to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I'm looking around on a couple of books um, just to kind of compare some odds here. But um, so for the Marlins, let's let me start with the Phillies here to make the playoffs um, on one book for the Marlins. uh or they're right under each other. There we go. Okay. So for Phillies, they're at, uh, yes, I see at even money at plus 100. Um, let me compare this to another book. Yeah. So around up, you'll either get at even money or I see a yes at minus 120 for the Phillies. So, you know, definitely shop around for the best number on that. And then for the Miami Marlins, I see. Let's see. Where are the Marlins? I see a plus two sixty for the Marlins to make the playoffs, and yeah, around plus two fifty, plus two sixty for the Marlins to make the playoffs. So, um, and don't forget, this season is, is where they expanded the playoffs. So you're gonna have three wild card teams this year to uh, yeah um, get into the playoffs. So definitely keep that in mind.
0: Yeah. So there's definitely a few angles you can you can play this division. Yeah. Um, and that's always a good thing to do is when it's something is so wide open uh, and competitive that uh that you're looking for looking for a win because like you see, it's it's really tight. And you've already said that you struggled to uh to separate the teams at the top. So yeah. uh yeah, shot around and, and find an angle that you like. Um there is one more team we need to talk about moving off. And this is um slightly disappointing for me, the Washington Nationals, um, who are 40 to want to win the division. Um, a projection of 73. So not as bad as uh, some of the other some of the other uh, ranked five teams that we've looked at over the last few nights. Um, a win bet line of 71 and a half. Uh, they've kind of gone into... They haven't really gone into teardown mode. They've just sort of gone into shrug your shoulders mode. It's just all a little bit, nothing. Um, they brought in Nelson Cruz, uh, who has been excellent for a long time. People keep expecting him to slow down. Um, he did a little bit with Tampa Bay uh, last year. Again, he, he bounced around a couple of ball clubs last year. Um, but he's in, and he can H every day in bat three. Uh, Cesar Hernandez came in from the Chicago White Sox. Uh, and the other one, um, There's a name that inspires as little excitement as you can imagine in MLB, Michael Franco, Um is currently um, projected to hit eight for the Nationals, which pretty much in a nutshell tells you everything you need to know. Um, the starting rotation is ugly as well. Patrick Corbin, uh, Josiah Gray, who's maybe got some upside. You could stream him in fantasy. Um, you might be the odd week where Nash- there where Washington are plus 200 to win a game with Josiah Gray on the mound, and he might be able to do that for you. After that, it's uh, Paulo Espina, Eric Feddy. Who I think we got on the right side of a few times last year, and then Annabel Sanchez, uh, who will just get smashed all over the place. So, yeah, I'm not sure. This just it's just not much fun to talk about, really. There's nothing here moving up, is there?
1: Yeah, I struggled with the uh, with the nationals here. Unfortunately, I know our good buddy Nick Dan is a, I think he's a he's a nationals fan, but I mean, you have one. So that middle that lineup there with juan soto nelson cruz josh bell they, they you know they have some home run power guys there but outside of that it's it's really a, a a poor roster um poor lineup and then you know we talk about steven strasburg he got him the world championship uh, a few seasons back i think they should at that point they should have probably let him go uh because he hasn't really done much pitching over the last two seasons since they won that title Patrick corbin not the pitcher that he was, um, you know, for that first season they had him with the Nationals and then when he was with the Diamondbacks. Um, at, at, at least one team is going to suffer in this division and it's probably going to be the Nationals uh, because they just don't have the talent um, like some of the other teams do in this division, right? I think we're both much higher on the Marlins than we are on, obviously, the Nationals. I just think that it's going to be a poor year for them, Um I mean, I, I really don't have much on this team, Malcolm. Do you have anything else for them?
0: Uh, absolutely not, no. It is what it is. Like you said, that middle three are okay. Uh, we'll win them some games. Um, I mean, they nothing in the pen either. So uh, Kyle Finnegan might be a late source of ugly saves uh, if you're drafting a, a fantasy league. But yeah, I mean, talking, pick number 400, Kyle Finnegan. Um, they brought in Tyler Clippard, um, who has done stuff uh most recently, I think, for the Blue Jays. Oh, sorry, he, went, he was at Arizona last year. Uh, picked up a few saves to them and Toronto yeah. at certain points. But yeah, just nothing at all Moon off the... Um, this win bet line of 71 and a half. Um, was it anything that you were... Uh, anything you wanted to to back, whether it be over or under? Uh, uh,
1: it's probably going to be 100% under for me. There's no way I'm taking it over with this team, but... Malcolm, I think for this, the theme, I think that the thing that's going to hinge on is going to be what they want to do with Juan Soto, because it's going to take some monumental money in the upwards of 400, $500 million if they want to extend him and keep him around for the pretty much his entire career as a member of the Washington Nationals. And at that point, you know, Juan Soto needs to decide, okay, what's the future of this team? Do, is it for him? Is it about winning and uh, he's going to go to another team or is it going to be, Hey, they're giving me. Half a billion dollars to stay and play for this organization and let me collect my paycheck and, and secure the bag, and, and that's pretty much it. So, I think that's gonna where we're gonna see what direction this team wants to go in. But as far as yeah, the win total, I'm going with the under. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, 71 and a half seems okay. I don't think they're as bad as, um, in fact, we've actually talked up a couple of the bad teams, the uh, the Pirates, um, except for well, the last couple of nights. So, this seems Maybe seventy-two or seventy-three, but not something um, I'd want to make a pick for. Um, before we get to our uh, picks and, and we wrap up this um, this divisional preview, um, prop swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. So you get some fancy prices uh, when September comes. Get yourself across uh, to prop swap. People are doing that right now. Uh, the final four, for example, is set. Prop swap is the place where people are cashing in. On the big dance, uh, over the last fortnight, PropSwap have been making thousands of dollars, simply buying and selling college basketball teams. Uh, you can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other betters like yourself. After, the, after you make your purchase, you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in a profit. Patrick from New York sold a $1,000 35-1 to 1 Houston championship ticket for 6,000 bucks on PropSwap before their Elite Eight game. You turned a thousand dollars into six thousand guaranteed, and the buy got the best odds in the country. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. Okay, then Munaf, It's time um, picks to be made. Then um, I have made. We'll let you go first, but uh, I'll warn you that um, I've got a bit berserk here. Uh, I've got oh. a, I've got a few uh, where I've been quite circumspect over the last few nights. Uh, I've been keeping my powder dry because I'm going to fire some bullets in a little while.
1: Okay, so I'll keep it vanilla and and you you bring the excitement. But um, <laughs> for my best bet for this division, I, I think that we're both in agreement on this team. It's probably going to be the Marlins over 76 and a half as far as a win total for this division. Um, I think this is the only second over I've taken of the five divisions so far. So... Um, you know, I just feel like those top three teams and, you know, we talked about how this, this division is really intriguing and they're just kind of going to beat up on each other um, as far as getting wins and things like that. But I think that the, the potential of their rotation with the top three guys with the Marlins, with uh, Rogers, with Alcantara, uh, and uh, Pablo Lopez, that's going to be a lot of exi- fun to watch and exciting for Marlins fans. And again, the bats that they did bring in, you know, we talked about Jorge Soler. Uh, Joey Wendell's another guy, uh, Garcia right there in the middle of the lineup. So um, I'm going with the over 76 and a half as my best bet for this uh, win total and the NL East division. As far as the winner, uh, I just got to – I guess I'm going to go with the Mets, man. I just feel like this is the season where you added Max Scherzer, you have Jacob DeGrom. Even if DeGrom you know, misses some time, you still have Max Scherzer at the top of your line at your rotation – you know, he's a proven winner, Cy Young winner. And then you added Chris Besson. I think that's a wild card for me in this rotation is that he's one of the better pitchers for the Oakland A's last season. You slot him in as a number three guy. He can be a number two guy. So if one of those two top two guys go down, you have enough at the back end of your rotation. And we talked about Seth Lugo could probably even step into that starting rotation. And the other name that we mentioned, um, that can also—I forgot who it was, but Tyler McGill. Yeah, Tyler McGill. There you go. So you know they have uh, they have the arms that they can fill in if some of these guys do get injured, and you know this, this this batting lineup for the um for the Mets, I think the they're due for some positive aggression, right? They added Starling Marte. I'm looking for Francisco, Francisco Lindor to have a big year for this Mets team, and he's having a great spring training. Uh, I think I saw where he's batting above 400. He has, I believe four home runs in spring training so far, so I think that he's trending in the right direction. And the other guys that they have in this uh, batting lineup, I I do like this uh, Mets team to uh, win this division by probably a probably two three games um, above the Braves.
0: Yeah, I feel like if they can get off to a hot start and maybe dispel some of the demons that I think people will be ready to knock them. Um, but if they if they get going early uh, and build up some momentum, then I can see that really snowballing. Uh, and the Mets can get going. Yeah, I've got three three bets here, Moon. I mean, we have three things to put in our magic Ooh. spreadsheet. The first one is the Mets. It's this uh it's the plus two twenty-five uh on the Mets to win this division. Okay. Uh for the reasons to escape. I think they can get away. I think they get away. Not by many, but by maybe four or five games, uh, sure. and just hold the other teams at arm's length. Uh, the other two are gonna be overs on Philadelphia, which is over eighty-five and a half. Uh, and Miami over seventy six and a half. Uh, these two are my strongest picks uh, out of this entire, entire series of previews that we've done. Um, the three and a half game projection over the top for the Phillies, a five and a half game projection over the top for the Marlins. Uh, this division are going to beat up on each other. Um, we've said the Braves uh, might come down a little bit. The yeah. Nationals might come down a little bit. And it's going to be, someone's going to win those games. It's going to be the Phillies and the Marlins who are going to get up. Uh, so i'm going to take 3 there um also on the fly moon i i would maybe look at those uh to make the playoffs uh, bets that you fetched out for us okay. halfway through uh so the phillies uh plus 100 and the marlins are plus 260 Um mm. this is going to be a good uh live betting division like yeah. i say i think you could find fancy prices um every week this is going to fluctuate uh you could find yourself with all kinds of tickets so yeah a good a good fun division uh to watch and certainly one i'm looking forward to uh to, to getting involved in as the season progresses, has off.
1: Yeah. Last season, I think, you know, we talked about it a lot with NL East division that picking up tickets uh, during the season for division winners. Um, if you, if you're able to get a good price on, let's say two, three to ones. And the last season was a prime example of that for me, I picked up the Phillies, but then I also picked up the Braves and um, you know, th- I made a little bit of money on the Braves winning it. Um, even though I did also have the Phillies. So if you, if you, kind of time it right and pick up the the times where you find some value on some of these division prices you can come up. So that's a great thing about betting. You know, a lot of people don't account for that, especially when it comes to like division odds and awards markets and things like that. So I definitely will, we'll point them out as we did last season for our listeners as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Enough. Um, and that is it. We have got to the end of episode five in this little six game mini series of divisional previews episode six. Uh, you need to keep an eye out because, Uh, Johnny Junt is coming on um, and Johnny is a load of fun be ready to give him a right good listening to we'll just be letting, uh, pass the baton on to Johnny, let him run with it Uh, you've heard enough of our voices for five episodes Uh, Johnny is a world of fun Uh, so look out for the next episode which will be um, the AL East featuring Johnny's um, Toronto Blue Jays uh, which is why we've got him on Um, so yeah, five down, one to go one week until baseball, as we mentioned earlier get across to the uh app use the app for everything uh, you need to know on there my baseball rankings are up there somewhere uh, sgpn uh, the sports gambling podcast.com website and like rate and review the golf contest uh, go and track that down on twitter as well uh, dfs contest for the masters all sorts of good prizes as well anything you need to tell the people about Moonaf? anything in the air in the basketball that you're putting up
1: uh, no, I mean, just if you're, are a basketball fan and, uh, haven't heard the NBA gambling podcast with myself, Terrell, Scott, uh, Ryan McKee, Dan Titus, CB, uh, come join us, man. We're, we're cashing a lot of tickets every single day, uh, just to spend a blast for the NBA season, but, uh, we'll, we'll be, uh, here all season long for the rest of the season. Obviously the NBA playoffs are about a couple weeks away here, about two and a half weeks away. So definitely tune in for that as well.
0: Excellent. Thanks, Moonaf. Appreciate it. I will be seeing you again shortly. Uh, thanks, everyone, for your continued interactions on uh, Twitter and Slack as well. Uh, all appreciated. We've been getting some really nice feedback. So I appreciate that. Uh, keep listening. Um, enjoy your evening. And I will see you down the road. Cheers.